0: This is an All Ears English Podcast, episode 468 veg, vegan, gluten free. How to politely voice your dietary needs in English. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, a listener asks if he'll be able to get a certain kind of food in the U.S. when he visits this summer. Do you have a special diet? Do you know how to ask for what you need? Find out today. Hey there, Michelle. What's going on? How you feeling today? Feeling good? Ready to hey. record? <laughs> hey, Lindsay. I am feeling good. I am. How about you? Well, I'm feeling grateful because I love podcasting. I think it's my favorite part of the week. So, I mean, what else could I ask for? I have a great here. co-host here. And hey. Ah, oh, shucks. Me too. Ah, <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> That's cute. I love it. So what are we talking about today, Michelle?
1: Okay. So today we are talking about but uh, well really dietary restrictions <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> right i guess that's Trying how we're eat. eating my favorite topic eating or not eating if there's something if there's nothing we can eat then we're not going to eat so <laughs> so we had a we had a question from James from China James from China is going to be moving to the US for Cool. Is that right? We'll see. He's going to be moving to the U.S. this summer and he's concerned about dietary issues because he has certain restrictions on his diet, right?
1: Right, right. Oh, he's going to be a a mechanic assistant.
0: Oh, cool. Wow, a mechanic assistant. Interesting kind of trade there. Okay, James. So, James, this episode is for you and it's also for all of our listeners who decide to travel to the U.S., whether you're going to live there or here or whether you're going to visit. You might have some some allergies or some restrictions. Maybe you're a vegetarian, right? There are certain things you can't eat. Maybe for religious reasons, right? That's the case for a lot of people. So, let's read James's question and then let's 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 riff on it, shall we? All right, All
1: right. okay. So, where should I start? Let's see.
0: You can start with hi, Lindsay. So he says hi oh, from Lindsay. the very the beginning. Very... All right, hi sure. Lindsay. I'm James, mm-hmm. and
1: I'm from China. I yeah. am a business English major studying at. Oh, Je- I, I don't know
0: how to pronounce that, Zhejiang. Oh my gosh, guys! Sorry, it's a university in well, China. Thanks for
1: making me read the whole thing, Lindsay. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you- <laughs> okay, I'm University of Foreign Languages. In my second year, I've been listening to your podcast for a month, and I love it.
0: Thank you. Thank Which you. is one
1: of the best English uh, English podcasts I've ever heard. Oh, that's so nice. Thank I'm thankful you. for your podcast that I've benefited a lot. No,
0: thank you, James.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Here is a question. I'm going to the USA this summer for improving my English for three months. Mm-hmm. And I am gonna work in one of the eastern coast states as a mechanic assistant. Okay. But I have problems I have problems with my stomach that I can't eat or drink anything cold. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I can only have something hot to eat or drink. So I'm wondering if I can get hot water and food during the summer in the USA, because I know Americans are known for drinking cold water anytime, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were known for
0: that, but okay. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I guess
1: that's true. I am used to drinking hot water. Would you guys please talk about it in the following episode? Thanks. Sincerely, James. That is okay, uh, James. wow. I'm, I'm sorry that you can't have cold things, James.
0: I know. Nice question. It is a little bit scary. You know, I want to just say that I can feel for you, James, and for anyone else who is planning to come to the US or any country. And, you know, you're concerned about your language skills. And for some people, it could be like a medical emergency if you eat or drink the wrong thing. Right. That can be scary. I mean, I remember when I lived in Japan, you know, I'm allergic to scallops. So my good friend Akiko, my col- colleague and my friend, she would always say, Hotateですか? Hotateですか? I mean, she's Japanese. And she asked mm-hmm. if if uh, scallops were in everything I ate, she took really good care of me, right? But if Aww. we don't have that person who's taking care of you just because they love you, they care about you, then we need to take care of ourselves, right? right? Of course. So we're, we're going to help you guys do that today. So the first question, Michelle, let's see if we can answer that for James. Can we get hot water in mm-hmm. the summer or the winter in the US? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, you definitely can.
0: I mean, people get mm-hmm. hot water for tea all the time, right? Sure, sure. Yes. Yes. Where s- can we get it then?
1: Uh, so you can get it uh, really anywhere. I mean, you could get it at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. A restaurant would have it. Um, maybe like uh, somewhere like 7-Eleven, a convenience store, right? So you can go in and just ask for a, a cup of hot water only, Right.
0: Yeah. They might look at you weird. They might say, oh, you do you want tea? You want tea, right? Or do you want tea with that? Do you want a tea bag right, right, for your hot water? And just tell them, no, I only want hot water, right? I mean, do you think that most 7-Elevens would give someone a free cup for hot water? Or, Michelle, would they charge you for the hot water? That's a good
1: question. I think they'll give it to you. What do you think?
0: I think they would. If you explain, I just want hot water, if you yeah. go up to the front debt, the front right. cashier and just say, I just want a cup of hot water, could I have one? They might give it to you for free. Right. Um, so yeah, it's restaurants or 7-Eleven convenience stores, you can definitely get. You won't have a problem, James, getting hot water in the US in the summer. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> How about hot food?
1: Yeah, you'll you can definitely get hot food, right? I would say most yeah. restaurants have hot food all day, right?
0: Yeah, he might be asking this because a lot of my Brazilian listener uh, students that I've worked with or European listeners and students have said that they they feel like it's strange that we don't eat hot meals at lunch, right? Mm. We we tend to eat sandwiches and that's true, mm-hmm. but any restaurant is still going to have hot plates. Like full meals, hot, hot meals ev- all day, every day. Right. Right.
1: Right. Right. I mean, and even a sandwich, like, I guess you can always ask them to warm up a sandwich or to toast it or something like that. I don't know how hot it has to be.
0: <laughs> I mean, some sandwiches, right? Not, not like, um, egg salad. You wouldn't. Oh, that oh, no, up, but... don't do that. No, that's a terrible. Do you know what I think is the most disgusting sandwich? A tuna melt. Like the idea of tuna warmed up to me is really disgusting. That's because it's really got mayonnaise funny. in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. um, It's funny that you mentioned that because just last week or no, just a few days ago, I made a tuna melt with my best friend. And I was thinking I was looking up like, how do you make the perfect tuna melt? Because I'm thinking like, is there a way is there any (laughs) way you can do this with the the tuna not being warm? I think (laughs) some foods hot I don't like I don't like I, I can't eat a warm avocado. I can't do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have more of a problem with the mayonnaise being warmed up. But no, do you I know haven't. what is? Do you know what I think is the best warmed up hot sandwich? What? Grilled cheese and tomato soup oh, in the winter time. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, so good.
1: There you go. Yeah. You should eat a lot of grilled cheese and soup.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I had that last night. It was so good. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, going anyway, on a tangent here. So, I'm guys. Hungry. So, Great. So for James, James, if I were you, I would avoid delis because delis are where you're going to get more of the, san- the typical American sandwiches, right? And a lot of them, a lot, some of them you could warm up, as Michelle said, but a lot of them not so much. So, you know, go more to the sit down restaurants because then you'll get like a proper meal with a plate and it'll be hot right. food most of the time. And you right? can always
1: get soup places, right? Probably even at a yeah. deli if you want to.
0: Yeah. Another good recommendation is to go to Whole Foods because mm-hmm. they have a hot food oh, bar. Oh, yeah. Do you go to Whole Foods, Michelle?
1: I do, but I have to say that I have a hard time with the hot food bars and, like, all those things because you have to pay by the ounce or whatever.
0: It's really expensive. And
1: I never know. I am, like, really bad at estimating how heavy it is, (laughs) and then it's so expensive.
0: Yeah. It comes out to like $25. Yeah, I really
1: I really have to just get something that's like in a box already ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know the price. That's right. But Whole Foods and some other nicer grocery stores do have like a salad bar. And then in addition to the salad part of the salad bar, they have hot meal. Like they have rice, right? Maybe right. Uh, some kind of egg rolls or pasta, things like that that are warmed right. up. So there are definitely ways to get hot food in the summer, James, in the US. Don't worry
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC.
0: So, this also made me think, Michelle, about people with dietary restrictions, right? I mean, what are some of the common dietary issues that people have now in the U.S.?
1: Right. So, well, it's very popular. Well, I mean, like, I think a lot more people are vegetarian than they used to be, right? We have people who are vegetarian or vegan or gluten free, Uh right, Lindsay?
0: Yeah. And I'm seeing this especially in the urban spaces like here in cambridge maybe more educated places it doesn't mean that you're smarter if you're a vegan or a vegetarian it just means that these ideas tend to kind of kind of spread in these tightly packed areas like these regions like boston cambridge where people are always talking about health i think that's you know
1: right 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 and you see more and more of these restaurants popping up
0: exactly exactly so there's oh there's
1: also paleo
0: Oh, paleo. The paleo diet. We so could add that to this list of dietary restrictions. That one's like no bread or like no – I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's kind of cool now. Like it's kind of in, in style to be vegan or to be gluten-free, isn't it? It's like a trend.
1: Uh yeah, it definitely is. But yeah, sometimes people, well, we'll get to gluten-free.
0: But we'll get to gluten-free, but yeah, I mean it's it's so okay, let's start with vegetarian, the simple okay. one because I know some of our listeners are going to have like religious restrictions mm-hmm. on eating meat, right? Mm-hmm. And Michelle, are you a vegetarian? No, are you? I kind of – when people ask me that, I say like I lean vegetarian. Like I lean veggie. That means that I tend not to like to eat like a big steak. Like I'm not going to go out and order a steak on the menu. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to order a hamburger. I can't digest a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um, so red meat I avoid but I'll eat like fish and chicken, things mm-hmm. like that. There, so. there
1: are certain meats that I try and stay away from and I try like – I always say I could be a vegetarian. Like, I really think that I could. I, I mean, yeah. I tend to order the tofu option.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So you lean kind of veggie too. A little just bit. Like a me. little bit. <laughs> so if I'm a vegetarian and I'm going to walk in, maybe I'm visiting the U S this summer and I'm going to walk into a restaurant and I'm looking at the menu. I don't see any vegetarian plates. What do I say to the, to the waitress? Mm-hmm. Well, you could English. just say
1: like, Oh, do you have any vegetarian options on the menu?
0: Right, exactly. Very simple, right? Or you could say something like, I don't eat meat or I can't eat meat. You know, what do you recommend? Hmm. Okay. What do you recommend? Right, right, right. Yeah. So some do you ever see those menus that have the little V next to the item or the GF for gluten free? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty common, right? That's pretty common. Especially like when you walk into a place and the menu's on the board behind the wall, you'll see that too. A little V. That usually means is it vegetarian or vegan though? Do you know?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know for sure. Uh, I thought it was vegetarian, but maybe it's
0: vegan. Well, usually there's a little key at the bottom that tells you what the V means. Mm -hmm. uh, And the GF usually means gluten-free. But some of these restaurants will actually spell out which options you can have depending on your dietary restrictions. So Mm -hmm. that's convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Michelle, what would you do if you got invited to a place where people are cooking meat, but you couldn't eat, mm. eat meat for, re- for religious reasons, let's say?
1: Oh, that, yeah, it, that's, I think that might be the trickiest one because it can be really uncomfortable, right? But yep. I think the most important thing is to, You know, is to just be honest, right? So you could just say, you know, Oh, it looks amazing. Um, I wish I could eat meat, but I can't. I'm looking forward to trying the potatoes though, right? Like try and, (laughs) try and spin it like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't eat this, but I'm so excited about this option.
0: Exactly. It's really important. And you know, you could use it as an opportunity if it's for religious reasons. If, you know, if your hosts maybe don't understand that it's a religious issue, you could use it as a chance to explain what your religion's all about. I mean, that's kind of interesting. That could right. spark it a could conversation. Into,
1: yeah, yeah. It could lead into a new conversation topic, an opportunity for connection.
0: Exactly. And that's what we're always looking for here. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing we could say is, wow, I wish I could eat meat, right? You've done such a nice job preparing this meal. Thank you, right? But mm-hmm. wow, I wish I could eat meat. So it's a really tough one, but guys, you know, like in my situation, if I go to a dinner party and someone has prepared meat, I will eat it. But it's because I don't have a religious restriction. It's because I just don't like it that much. But I'll eat it, right? But in some cases, if you just can't eat it, that's fine. But just try to explain it in a in a thoughtful way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's a vegan? That's our next kind of weird dietary <laughs> category. <laughs>
1: a vegan is like a vegetarian, like the next step of being a vegetarian.
0: <laughs> That's right? right. But what's different between like mm-hmm. vegan and vegetarian?
1: So a vegan doesn't eat any animal products at all. So that even means like eggs and cheese. Eggs.
0: Cheese, milk, right? The three best things ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a vegan. That, that no. I don't know. I'm real, I really respect vegans. I don't know how they do it.
0: I don't know. They have to really be careful that they get in all the, what they need, right? The nutrients yeah, that they true. need. So that's vegan and that's very trendy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in different parts of Boston, like Jamaica Plain, you'll find a lot of vegans in Jamaica Plain. It's just a very trendy, like a hipster type of thing yes. now. It's so weird, right? right? I think it's weird. I don't Ugh. know. Anyways, then we have gluten-free. So what is this all about, this gluten-free trend, Michelle? I mean, this is hot too right now in the U.S.
1: Right. Well, so really, I mean, gluten-free I think started because people – I mean, people have allergies to gluten, right? So people have celiac disease or something like that um, Mm -hmm. and they actually cannot process it and they can get very sick. Yes. um if they have it. So, I believe that it started because, you know, people have these diseases and they and they really get sick if they eat gluten. So, um eventually people started making, you know, more options for people to be gluten-free and then it kind of developed into this trend.
0: <laughs> now it's become kind of a hipster cool kind of thing that a lot of people do and they say that they're gluten-free even if they don't have celiac disease, right? Right, right. Um, so it's quite expensive, though, to go gluten free.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the hard thing is that like, if you want to eat healthy in the US, you're going to pay for it.
0: Oh my God. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I 50% agree with that because oh. if, you go to whole, if you go to whole foods, yeah, but I think you can still go to like Star Market, the basic department, grocery stores, and you can buy things like, um, like lentils, right? Those are healthy right, and those true. can be very cheap. Rice, you know, basic vegetables. You can, but still, like, there's a whole trend, a whole, um, market in the U.S. around this high priced, trendy, healthy food, like gluten free, like whole foods, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it's very expensive. <laughs>
1: yeah, yes, yes, yes.
0: So I heard about a, a book that was written called Wheat Belly and it was reviewed as a New York Times bestseller and I think this is part of what tipped things over where a lot of people started to go gluten-free even if they didn't have this disease. Did you read that book, Michelle?
1: I didn't read it but I, I have heard of it, Yeah.
0: Yeah. They called wheat a chronic poison. So I think there's still a lot of research that needs to be done about this, right? We don't know the whole big picture about wheat and about gluten, but but it's an interesting topic. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to keep everything in perspective because maybe, you know, you never know what new studies will come out, right? I mean, I remember when I was younger, the biggest thing was like low fat, It was just that everything had to be fat free and then they found out that if it's fat free, (laughs) then they they put in so much sugar to make up for the taste and now that's bad. So it's like there's always it's always like pick your poison. I really think that the key is everything in moderation.
0: Totally agree with you, Michelle. And if we want to go even further back to the 80s, I remember like mid to late 80s, the whole thing was you couldn't have butter. You had to have margarine, oh, and right? Margarine yeah. was healthier than butter. Now they know that margarine is terrible for you because right. of trans fats. And now everyone's going back to the natural butter. So it's like these things come back around all right. the time. So I, Yeah. I, and
1: then it's like, yeah, better to eat natural. But yeah,
0: I don't know anymore. I can't follow it all. (laughs) I I think we could do another episode on this, this idea of like how trends move so quickly in the U.S. around food. But ironically, we're still this country with this huge obesity problem, right? Although uh, we're reading all day about what's healthy and what's not, but we're not – you know we're still like the fattest nation in the world
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh man it's so funny so what's the takeaway for our listeners today and for James who's going to be coming to the US i mean you know what what should we do like about this dietary stuff
1: what- yeah so i mean i think that the important thing to remember is that you know don't don't feel bad or don't feel awkward because there are so many different like food trends and dietary restrictions mm-hmm. for people in the U.S., right? Yeah. And yeah. so you shouldn't feel awkward because so many people have some like another kind of restriction, right? So it's okay to ask for what you need.
0: Exactly. It's okay. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need. You just need to get the right vocabulary to do it. And if you're taking, let's say, for example, a trip around the U.S., you want to stock up on your more kind of... Um, tricky dietary needs when you are in the urban centers right Mm -hmm. like if you need to go to whole foods and get gluten-free you want to do that in cambridge mass instead of out in the sticks of massachusetts or the white mountains of new hampshire it'll be a lot harder to find that i think right
1: right right no i i totally agree
0: Okay, cool. Well, we got to wrap it up for today, Michelle, but this has been good. James, if you have any follow-up questions, come back to our blog, come back to episode 468. And if you guys are visiting the U.S. this summer and you have any questions about your diet, let's ask that question and we'll do another episode around this. I like this topic. I think it's interesting.
1: Uh, it's clear that we like it because this is a long episode.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sure our listeners want to get on with their day. So let's ah! shut up and move on. <laughs> okay. Bye guys. Bye Michelle. Bye, <laughs>